You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 122. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and today I'm bringing you a little tough love. I've got to get tough here because we are going to be talking about your consistent content creation. Now, the reason why this is a hot topic is because most of my students are not creating original content on a weekly basis. And if that's you, if you've struggled in this area, and I know I have, so I totally get it. If you've struggled in this area, I want to give you a mindset shift on creating content every single week. So this is actually going to be a short episode, but I think it's going to be one that I'm going to send my audience to again and again when I see that they don't really have a weekly content strategy. So what I'm saying to be really clear is I believe that you need to have an original content strategy where every single week on the same day, let's say a Wednesday or a Thursday, whatever day you want to choose, you are sending out an original blog post that you wrote, or you're sending out a link to a new podcast episode, or you're sending out a link to a video you recorded. You could even be sending out a link to a FB live session that lives on your Facebook page and you want to drive traffic to it. But the key word here is that it's all original. It's your core content and it's happening every single week come rain or shine. And the every single week come rain or shine is the area that I have struggled with again and again. I've been very open with all of you about it but I still do it. It's something I've done for over a year now, and it's very doable no matter how busy you are. Now, I know that all of you are working on big things right now. So whether you're working on a brand new project, you're creating an online course, you're working on a webinar strategy, you're trying to figure out Facebook ads, whatever it is that you're working on, all of that can still keep happening. But there's gotta be some time in your week where you are creating original content that you are using for your blog, podcast, or videos, and it's going out to your audience for free. This part is so incredibly important. Now, here's the deal. When you do that, it sets you up as a leader. It builds respect and affinity and trust with your audience. It kind of sets the stage for your messaging, and it allows people to know that they can go to you as their go-to source. So right there, I just listed a bunch of reasons why it's so incredibly valuable to create consistent content. And for those of you who are not doing it, you've just heard me. You probably totally agree with me. Trust, affinity, you become the expert, the leader. You hear it and you believe it, but it's not going to shift your behavior. And so that's why I wanted to drill down on this with a little tough love, go a little bit deeper with you in terms of your mindset around creating original, consistent content and why you're not doing it every single week. So let me take you back to a moment. Just last week, I was at the hairstylist and I was flipping through a magazine all about health and fitness. And there was this article that talked about all the benefits of working out and all the benefits of drinking water, and all the benefits of eating your vegetables. 
And basically what the article said was, you know, the facts. And most of us do, right? When it comes to health and fitness, we know that stuff is good for us. We know that we are going to have more energy and we're less likely to have heart disease. And we are this or that, depending on whatever it is we're talking about. We know the health benefits of doing all that stuff, right? But a lot of us, including me, don't necessarily always follow those rules of working out and drinking enough water and getting my veggies, even though I know all the facts. And this article was saying, so let me flip the script on you and go for a different approach. And all of us at one point or another are probably a little bit vain. And so this article gave all the reasons why eating good and drinking more water and eating veggies, what it can do for how you look. So one of the tips was if you drink more water, it's going to help your belly go down. So you're not going to have a belly as much if you're constantly drinking water. I forget why. I just remember the point was flatter belly if you drink more water. Now, that is sometimes going to be more powerful than all the other benefits that I've heard about water if I want to look good, right? And so the article went on to give all these reasons how you can look better in your jeans or look better in that dress or whatever if you follow these guidelines for eating healthfully and moving your body. So they kind of took a different approach. And the point of the whole story was no matter what gets you to do it, the whole goal is that you're doing it. You're eating better. You're drinking water. You're eating your veggies. You're moving your body. That's the end game. So that's awesome. No matter how we get you there, it's awesome. You're doing it. That's what the point of the article was. And I thought, okay, this can apply to your consistent original content strategy. So Let me give you a little mindset shift if you're struggling in this area. Here's what I know a consistent content strategy can do for your business. One, you can spend less money on Facebook ads, meaning you keep more money in your pocket. The reason for that is your content strategy is going to attract a bigger audience, which in turn, if you do it right, can help grow your email list. When you have people on your email list, you don't have to attract them via Facebook ads. You've already got them and communicate with them via email and get them to buy your stuff that way. So you're spending less on Facebook ads when you're attracting your audience with your free original content. Another thing, you get to hustle a whole lot less when you actually have a content strategy. And specifically, you get to hustle less during a launch, meaning During a launch, when you've already attracted a solid audience with your free content strategy, because original content grows your audience. And when you have that audience, you work less during a launch. And we all know how stressful launches can be. And my launches over the years have gotten a whole lot easier, a whole lot easier now that I have an audience that's already following me and they're genuinely interested in what I'm selling. Another thing is there's less guessing on how much money you're going to make at the end of the year when you have a built-in audience in your business. So instead of guessing the whole way to the end of the year and hoping that this launch will work or that launch will work, now that I have an audience that I can speak to every single week, I can start making some really educated predictions about what a launch will do. And we typically always pass those goals that we set for ourselves, but we know at least we're going to hit this. 
And a lot of you can't really say that yet because you don't have an email list and an audience that comes to you on a weekly basis where they're really following what you're doing. So they've already bought into your messaging. So the next step is getting them to buy into your products, programs, and services a whole lot easier when they respect you, like you, trust you. So what I'm trying to tell you is that when you have a consistent content strategy that you are actually emailing your list and going out to social media every single week with your original content, you, my friend, can make more money. And just like I was attracted to the idea that if I drink more water, I have a flatter belly, fine. I've been drinking a lot of water lately. I don't even think about the other benefits of it because that one just kind of sparked my interest lately. So for you, if you're looking to make more money online and you're looking to hustle less during launches and spend less money on Facebook ads and stop guessing what the end of the year might look like in terms of revenue, get your content house in order because I promise you there is a direct correlation. So if the fact that you could make more money if you were to do this is the one thing that's going to spark you to say, okay, Amy, I'm finally going to listen to you. I'm going to do it. Then heck, I don't care how you get there. I'm just excited that you're going to get there. And believe me, you will see this direct correlation, but it takes time and some patience and you got to just write it out. When I think of those people that I trust impeccably, and I know they're making good money in their business, people like Marie Forleo and Pat Flynn and Michael Hyatt and Melanie Duncan and so many more I could list. These are people that have a consistent content strategy. And these are people that I know personally are making a lot of money. That is no coincidence. I mean, look at Marie Forleo. Marie Forleo does one video a week. She's not incredibly active on social media. She she does some of it, but she's not like on it 10 times a day. So she doesn't have like this crazy social media strategy and she's not putting out a bunch of products that she sells on a regular basis. She has one main program right now. She actually has two. She has something called Copy Cure, which is an amazing copywriting program, but she doesn't actively promote that right now. Once a year, she promotes B-School. So this is a woman that every single week has a brand new video come out on her blog. And then she promotes one big program a year and makes millions. Now she's never declared that, but I'm guessing based on what I've seen inside her launches. So there is something to be said about somebody that's just staying consistent. And she only has one program and kills it in terms of revenue. So we all can't be Marie Forleo. I know I could never be Marie Forleo. I don't even like to do video once a week. However, you can definitely find your own thing. So I'm going to get off my soapbox here, but I hope just having you look at the consistent content creation in a different way, it's okay to think about, I want to make a lot of money. I make no bones about it that I love to make a lot of money. Of course, we all want to make a bigger impact and serve people and, you know, make sure that our skills and our knowledge really impact other people's lives. Of course, that is a given, but don't hesitate to say, I want to make some cash. And if that is going to fuel you to do this right, I really do feel like this is the right way to go about building a business online, then so be it. I don't care how you get there. I just want you to get there. So with that, 
you might be thinking, okay, all right, Amy, you're telling me I can make more money, hustle less during my launches, spend less on my Facebook ads, stop guessing about how much money I'm going to make at the end of the year. This would be really nice to meet some of my revenue goals a whole lot faster. I hear you. I'm in. I like it. What do I do next? Well, you got to make sure that you have a platform that you feel really comfortable with. I've talked about this in past episodes, but I want to really hit home with the fact that you either need a blog or you need a podcast or you need some kind of video show. You could do a mix of all of them, but for me, I think with a podcast, I really do tout the idea that you need to do it weekly. I just know that it dramatically changed my downloads, my listeners in general, my overall audience. There was really something different that happened when I started to do this weekly. But let's say you want to do some blogging and some videos. That's great. I mean, I've really been listening to Gary Vee a lot, and I do believe everything he says about the power of video. And I could go on and on about stats related to doing video in your business. And so adding a component of video, whether it be through Facebook live sessions, or you're just recording videos for your blog or whatever you're doing, I think that the numbers speak for themselves. I wrote some notes here in the next three years, videos are expected to reach 79% of all online traffic. One in four consumers actually lose interest in a company if it doesn't have video. And if you want to attract a younger audience, 72% of millennials and 82% of teens are actually on YouTube. I mean, the numbers speak volumes when it comes to doing video in your business, but you don't have to do a video show like Marie to make an impact there. You can do some video, some blogging, or if you want, go out with a podcast episode every single week like I do. And then I do a Facebook live video every single week on my Facebook page. And I do a Facebook live in two of my private Facebook groups every single week as well. So I've got video going and I have this podcast. I rarely do a written blog post very rarely, usually only during a launch will I write an epic blog post and drive Facebook ad traffic to it. But podcasting tends to be my thing. So let's talk about that. You've got to choose a platform if you haven't done so already. I created a freebie that breaks down the pros and cons of each of the platforms and helps you decide if it's right for you. So specifically, I get into blogging and podcasting and creating videos as your original core content platform. So if you want to check that out, go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 122 download. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 122 download. I think that will shed some light on choosing your platform and really sticking to it. I think a lot of it comes down to what your audience will actually engage with. And usually most audiences will engage with blogging and podcasting and video. It's kind of a safe bet these days, but also what you feel comfortable with. Like I'm doing a podcast regularly in my business because one, I do not feel comfortable with doing a lot of video. I will do it because it makes an impact. I know it's important, but it's not going to be my core thing ever. And I do not write blog posts quickly. Like blog posts take me a lot of time, a lot longer than podcasting. And with podcasting, I do spend a good hour preparing for each of the episodes at least. So that takes me a while, but blogging takes me even longer. So I chose the one that I'm good at. I feel comfortable with. I can do it as quickly as possible and still make a impact with my audience. And I know my audience listens to podcasts. So it's kind of a win-win for me. So one thing I'll say about that is podcasting and having a weekly show for me, this might not be true for others. For me, it definitely feels like a lot of work. 
Like I had to get some people to help me with it. I have Lindsay on my team kind of running the whole back end with 40 different steps from start to finish to get a podcast live. Now we do freebies and we go above and beyond with this podcast. So it might be more involved than some other people's podcast. I have an editor that edits the podcast and all that good stuff. And I have people helping me figuring out content ideas and writing the emails to get people to listen to the podcast. There's a lot that goes into it. I don't need to make it so complicated, but it's my core thing. This is the backbone of my business. So I put the effort there, but it's never easy. I'm always trying to catch up on my batching. Like I'll get ahead a little bit and then we kind of get behind and then I'll get ahead. So I do it even though this is not the most streamlined thing I've ever done in my business. I think my launches are way more streamlined and easier for me now than just getting out a really good value-packed podcast episode every single week. But I still do it. Even if it's difficult, even if it feels a little bit challenging or not totally streamlined in your business, but you know it's going to make an impact and you know it can make you more money, you want to do it. Definitely. If you enjoy it, I love podcasting. And yes, I do equate my podcast episodes with making more money in my business. I've noticed throughout this entire year and even a lot last year that when we launch, we definitely spend a lot of money on Facebook ads and do a lot of webinars. But I noticed that it's easier for me to convert. And I believe, and this is where it's hard for me to give you stats and those that are super analytical won't love this, but I believe that it's easier for me to convert during my webinars and during my email marketing because this audience I've attracted has gone on a journey with me for a while now. So I'm not convincing people every minute I try to do anything in my business. I've already got their trust. So now I'm just putting an opportunity in front of them and they get to decide. I never feel like I'm selling really hard ever. And I think it has to do with that relationship I've built with my original consistent content. It definitely plays out in the bottom line. And again, I'm not ashamed to say I love to make money in my business. So that is definitely one thing that fuels me. Okay. So another thing is that sometimes you might need to invest a little bit of money. And I talk about this in the freebie. Like if you're going to do a podcast, yeah, there's probably some equipment stuff you're going to need. If you're going to do a video show, definitely you want to invest in maybe some good lighting or a tripod or whatever it might be. I think you can do most of it on a smartphone, but there is some money that you might need to invest. And I break that down inside the freebie. And then finally, the third thing is you want to commit to your content every single week. And what does that look like? Like, how do you do that? In addition to launching, in addition to trying to figure out Facebook ads, and maybe you're going through somebody's program right now to learn something. Plus maybe you have a service-based business. So you've got all these clients. Plus you're trying to have a life. I mean, you've got maybe a husband or a wife or kids or whatever. So how do you do it all? Well, one of the things I do is I've got tiger time. And so many of you have heard me talk about this. I love when somebody comes up to me on the road and says, like, if I'm out in an event, I mean, and someone will say like, I do tiger time. And if I'm with my husband, Hobie, he looks at me like, what the heck are you teaching these people? But tiger time is that time that I am fierce about that. I don't let anybody mess with on my calendar when I am creating content. 
And so I really have some strict tiger time rules when I'm creating a new program, but also every week I have to have tiger time to create my podcast episodes. It's time on my calendar that never gets moved. I know the only thing I'm doing is creating content. I'm not looking at social media. I'm not in a sauna. I'm not in Slack. I'm not on the phone. I am creating content. It is blocked out. If you saw my calendar today, there's tiger time every single day. And if I need to move things around, I can, I'm not in a huge, big content creation mode right now. So I can have some flexibility, but it is always there if I need it. So that episode all about tiger time is 102, probably my favorite episode. And I give you a handout to teach you how to figure out your tiger time and how to plan it in your own calendar. There's some nuances around it, but amyporterfield.com forward slash one zero two. You can listen to tiger time and get the freebie there. So there you have it. This is one of the shorter podcast episodes, but I really wanted to, again, give you a little tough love around the fact that if you were not emailing your list and going out on social media with original content every single week, I feel like you are missing a huge piece of the online marketing success puzzle. And I know it's bold to say like, you should be doing this because I hate to make you feel like that. But if you trust me, please trust me on this one. This is something that you definitely need. And to put a little mindset twist on it, this can make you more money. This can take the stress and guesswork and frustration out of not making enough money online. Look at the people that are doing it right. Follow what they're doing. Learn from them. This is just as important as webinars and launches and Facebook ads. Once a week, original content to your email list, no matter how big or small that list is. And also you want to use it on social media. There's my little tough love for you. Thank you so very much for listening in today. Remember you can get the freebie all about the platforms and what you want to invest in and all that good stuff at amyporterfield.com forward slash one, two, two download. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 122 download. Or you can just go to my show notes at amyporterfield.com forward slash 122, and you can get all the details from this episode and any links I might've mentioned. Thank you so much for tuning in. I cannot wait to connect with you again next week. And let me give you a quick little hint. Next week is with me and Rick Mulready, my Facebook ads go-to guy. And we already recorded that episode earlier this morning. So I'm a little backwards in my batching. And we were so over the moon excited about this episode because we sat down and we created a formula to answer the question, how much money do I need to spend on Facebook ads to have a successful webinar? You heard me right. That's a good one, right? We literally have done a formula for you and you get to punch in your own numbers. So we're going to answer that question. How much money do I need to spend on Facebook ads to have a successful webinar It is so good. There's awesome freebies in that episode. I can't wait for you to hear it next week. I'll see you then. Have an amazing week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.